That's okay. I mean, it's, uh, it's a situation that was... Uh. <laughs> Gentlemen, welcome back to We Have No Cares, back for our seventh season doing this. Robert, can you believe that? I am joined, of course, by Robert Borthwick. It's the uh, the difficult seventh season. Uh, I don't know how we're going to follow up the last six. Uh, they, they have been extremely impressive the entire way through. Sorry for that slightly stilted intro. It has been a very, very, very long off-season. Oh, we finally got our hearts back. They're here. They're here and they are... They are here and they are absolutely in pre-season form. It is a joy to behold. I think that's I think that's the way we need to start this discussion. This is basically a pre-season game with half the team missing against one of the strongest teams we'll face all season. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, John Robertson sets his teams up uh, to be very organised. He gets the most out of the little resources that he has. Uh, Inverness were decent in the championship last season. I think they were uh, maybe a wee bit aggrieved, uh, as were a number of other teams that uh, COVID killed it all uh, because they were looking pretty good for the playoffs. But yeah, yeah, I mean it was a it was a preseason game, uh, and I hate preseason games, but it just had that little tinge of competitiveness, which meant I watched all ninety minutes because <laughs> I was so tempted to just stop. <laughs> well, I. I really hope that's not going to be the theme of this season, but I worry that that might be the theme of this season. I just kept leading towards my phone. I was like, no, <laughs> no, watch the game. Well, we are grateful for your discipline. You did it. So, thanks, man. To look at the game itself, I suppose the most interesting thing, it being very technically the first competitive game of the season, we look at the, uh, the formation, the personnel and what secrets this might have in store for us. And I think the main thing that we learn is that international breaks are going to suck. Yeah, yeah, they're going to suck real bad because two of our very best players play for Northern Ireland regularly, uh, which means we are going to be subjected to Jamie Brandon and Bald Whiten, uh, which, I, you know, I, yeah, I don't know. Bald, <laughs> uh, Bald Whiten, of course, being our exciting new player for this season. Yes, yeah. Um, he's like Craig Whiten, but he's just eating other people's muscles. Um, and now he's he's got way, way less hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are the main attributes that none. we can take from Sorry, the game. None. He's got none hair. It's all gone. <laughs> Zero hair. Yeah, yeah. Though t- fitting in with the rest of our forward line with uh, <laughs> Naismith and Boyce quite nicely. Yes, yeah, I mean, uh, Liam Boyce, thankfully, has admitted defeat with his hair. Um, he, he tried manfully, like a ginger Eddie White, um, to really just see out the most of that hair. But it's all gone now, and do you know what? He's all the better for it. He's grown a little beard, um, and you know, good for him. Good for him. Stephen Naismith did it years ago. He went for the whole, like, Butters from South Park thing for ages with a little bit of blonde hair. He sure did. That's gone now as well. Um, I'm just uh, delighted that we've got a theme for our forward line as well. It's, yes. It, it's, it's nice to be able to... Uh, look at our players on the pitch and say, go, and that's a great ball by Naismith. It is Naismith this time. He's the one with the armband. Uh, Boyce is the one with the ginger beard and Craig Whiten's the bulky one. 
Craig, well, sorry, Craig White is the one that doesn't score. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, well let, let's hope that is the most distinguishing thing about Craig White in this <laughs> season, because uh, could be hard if they're all hitting. Craig White in levels. Yeah, he had a couple of good chances in the first half, though. You know, he had a, a decent swivelling shot, uh, which Mark Rogers saved, and then Jamie Walker just hit directly back at the uh, prone Mark Rogers as he was lying on the turf, and then he hit the bar as well. It generally... Craig Whiten's thing is he would be fucking amazing at sevens. Mm-hmm. Because he's such a technically decent footballer, and when he gets in tight situations, we saw it a few times in this game, saw it against uh, Park Thistle in one of the ten times that we played them, He's really good at fronting players up and getting past them. He's got that little touch uh, to get away from defenders. And, and, you know, usually it's in a wider position, so he sets something up. Um, but it just, I don't think he'll ever score for Hearts. I just don't think it's ever going to happen. It's such a shame because I, I, I genuinely feel for the guy. Like, he's had bad injury issues. He was often thrown into the team uh, last season or the last couple of seasons. Uh, and did flatter to deceive, and he, he'll admit that himself. I really want him to do well, but... Uh... Heart striker not scoring goal is a shame. That's certainly a take, Robert. <laughs> There's certainly a way to describe it, but um, cool, that's your opinion. Listen, man, I, I don't get as angry as I used to. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've calmed down a lot. I smoke so much, man. <laughs> I am going to clip that, because I get the feeling we're, we're going to have a good old, good old chuckle about that one later on in the season. Yeah. So anyway, so the the way the the team set up, yes, we were missing our our beautiful Belfast boys, uh, and instead we set up in nominally a four four two kind of well, it was a weird formation because what we were uh, mostly um, integrating was the fact that Walker, Naismith, and Whiten all want to play in basically the same area of the pitch within ten yards of each other. Uh, which left uh, A.D. White to cover the entire left wing. Robert, would you care, given that you said that you don't get as angry as much this season, care to describe that performance for me? <sighs> I, I don't care much for the football stylings of Adrian White. Mm, good. Succinct, and I think that covered all of it. Uh, <laughs> no, it didn't. Um, he's, just, he's just, you know, an absolute side salad of a footballer. Um, he is... Ah, he's, he's the spiced onions you get with your Indian. Uh, it's, you know, it's nice, it's good to have that there, but you don't ever use it. You know, it's gone. It's, <laughs> he's nothing. And it's just such a shit. I've never felt less of a connection with a footballer who's been at Hearts for like two years. Mm. He doesn't offer anything. Like He's never really had a, an excellent game for Hearts uh, at left-back or left midfield where he was played a couple of times under Levine and they ended up there um, this evening as well. Um, I'm so happy we've got Stephen Kingsley in I hope Ben Gruccio gets fit soon um, and then A.D. White can just sort of disappear maybe we just um, just tell him that we've moved like don't tell him sorry and then move their training base just start training elsewhere so A.D. White keeps showing up at training he's like where's everyone and then eventually we just get the message ghost him we should ghost A.D. White we should ghost A.D. White yeah. yeah yeah just new football club who this yeah exactly I mean yeah. if I, if that very nearly was the case a few years ago but like, I'm I'm just seething at your opinion of spiced onions I think that's a terrible take I love yeah that's... it wasn't the best I really like spiced onions but I would net like when I get my Indian takeaway they just they're an afterthought they are a total afterthought I'm sorry Okay, okay, we need to move on. We need to move on because... Uh, I've disgraced myself. I really like Spiced Onions. Uh, I, don't like, I don't like A.D. White. As poor as, uh, uh, as A.D. White being uh, a starting left-back for Hearts is, uh, Jamie Brandon being a starting right-back is... So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. He, 
second half was all right actually going forward. Um, mm. He, you know, a couple of moments in the first half as well where he he has that sort of five ten yard burst of pace uh, to get past someone. Um, would I trust him in a backline over the course of an entire season? No. Um, no, it I mean, had our um, best shot and goal if we're limiting our discussion to just this game. True, and that and that was from that was second half, and that was from a nice run from him as well. So I don't think it was a completely negative performance from him, to be honest. Like I, I think he was actually all right. He was um, playing really quite defensively in the first half because Ginelli was on his side. He was pushing up, so Brandon was offering that bit of balance and bit of cover um, for Pepescu and Halkett. Eddie White was uh, all over all over that left wing. Mm. Um, but second half, he did have a little bit more freedom. Uh, the, the shape changed ever so slightly. Um, and especially when Stephen Kingsley came on, which allowed Eddie White to push up to a proper left midfield position, um, allowed Brandon a bit more time to overlap uh, and, and get, get involved in attacks. He was all right. I, I, don't, I don't think he was terrible. He was all right. But I think my the reason I bring it up, it's from a, a general squad building point of view, can you be happy with him as your second choice right back for the whole season when you know that your first choice has got at least, well, at most five international breaks baked into the schedule? Yeah, I mean, yeah. You're kind of looking at... Yeah, Jamie Brandon will, will probably end up playing about 10 games uh, in this season if Michael Smith stays fit mm-hmm. um, for the entirety. Is Jamie Brandon a championship standard player? Probably. He probably is a championship standard player. Um, I think we saw when Miles Storey uh, went anywhere near his side, um, he started uh, panicking a little bit. He made some silly fouls and, and that kind of shows that if there is genuine pace coming up against him, he might struggle. Um, I think he'll be alright as a deputy. I would rather that we did have someone else. Um, I think, you know, the the chat was that Cammy Logan was going to go out on loan. Uh, that didn't happen before the deadline. So we've got another right back there um, in Cammy Logan as well. So, yeah, it, it's it's not absolutely ideal. But for the level that we're at and with the size of squad that we have, we focused correctly on other areas to strengthen first. Fair play. Now, this has been very negative so far. So let's, let's move on to the more positive aspects of today's performance. Hmm. Craig Gordon had saves to make. Oh, my God, man. See after the absolute... Shit that was shoveled in our faces last season from goalkeepers. Uh, having Craig Gordon back is just a lovely wet wipe. Just <laughs> 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 about the hot towel that you get with your Indian, perhaps. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, Craig Gordon being back. I mean, that save he made uh, in the opening exchanges from Daniel Mackay's header uh, was absolutely fantastic. I mean, that that's kind of. I mean, the the whole thing and this stat was said about ninety times during the course of the day, but it was eighteen years to the day since his first debut for Hearts. Oh. Uh, and then, you know, exactly 18 years later, he's made his second debut. I mean, he's not really changed, <laughs> judging by that save. You know, you're looking at a 38, 39-year-old man. Um, but his reactions were absolutely spot on. Any cross ball that came his way, I'd, you know, that's always been a little bit of a sticking point for Gordon is, is how he deals with cross balls. There was one in the second half that he kind of half went for and then ended up retreating. Uh, but generally, I mean, we, we've got a proper goalkeeper. That's that's all we can really say to it. We've got someone who will make a save if the ball goes on target which we've not had for a while. Uh, and Well, yes, Craig Gordon, certainly a, a heartwarming presence and has dramatically improved the handsomeness of the Heart Squad, he, which was desperate for an injection of handsomeness last season. He has aged phenomenally well. Um, I mean, looking at, those, looking at those pictures of Craig Gordon uh, from his debut, yeah, he's just aged really, really well. Um, I'm guessing that's what millions of pounds um, does to you. 
and no, years just... in the northeast of England. Mm. Yep. Uh, but yeah, no, good beard, good hair. Um, just handsome. Well done, him. Just just knows what he looks like and knows how to make the best of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the other major highlight from the game for me as a player, certainly from the first half and throughout it as well, but uh, the first half, uh, Josh Ginelli. Do you know? Uh, absolutely. Um, the the, the Tutti Frutti sensation was uh, a, a delight. I mean, now, he was the focal point of almost all of our attacks simply because we we just ignored the left for the first half. Why, why was that? <laughs> well... Nicole, who was there? Answer the question. Just say it. I think they looked up and saw Adrian White and looked at his hairline and went... <gasps> and That's... then immediately went up the right. Yeah. But Ginelli, uh, just a, a really interesting and positive winger. Yeah, um, he his final ball wasn't always there tonight. Um, there was a, a few times where he, he hit the first man or overhit crosses as well. But generally in the first half, um, I mean, he set up the chance for Andy Irving that was very well blocked. He set up the chance for Bald Whiten and Jamie Walker, uh, that sort of duo of chances. And, and generally, you know, the, the way that he was cutting the ball back along the ground quite a lot of the time is good because we've got guys running in like Neesmith and Walker from number 10 position and Andy Irving from deeper. So those kind of crosses... Uh, will suit us really well I really liked um, his changing it up so sometimes he went on the outside sometimes he cut inside um, you know he kept the fullback guessing every time he was up against him which was again for a, a winger is what I really like to see um, Sam Nicholson always did that really well um, and yeah it's it's just refreshing to see a guy who's got pace but he's also got confidence because we had Jake Mulraney previously uh, as a sort of out and out speedy winger, but he never had confidence. Whereas Ginelli, every time he got the ball, he tried to go past his man. Mm-hmm. Um, and and seeing a player play with that sort of freedom is, I'm just not used to it, Nicol. Um, no, no. it, it scares me. Yeah, well, that, this was uh, as we mentioned many times last season. Something that the team was really missing is um, certainty uh, when it when it came to that. Now, like as you say with uh, Ginelli, not everything he did came off, but he tried a variety of things. Crosses, low crosses, uh, dribbles. And each one of them, as soon as he thought he was going to do it, he started doing it. Mm -hmm. And that is uh, night and day from last season. And uh, long may it continue. And long may our uh, other wingers prove to be just as capable in those situations. Playing with a a little bit of conviction. I think he's still definitely got things to work on. uh, But that was a really positive performance. Um, Really happy with that. Tremendous. Um, are there any other players that you particularly want to discuss? Because there's only really one major incident from the game to discuss. Yeah, uh, Jamie Walker looks sharp as, sharp as a tack. Shark as a back. <laughs> Jamie Walker <laughs> suffered a shark attack. Um, yeah, no, Jamie Walker looks sharp as a tack. Um, he looks really good coming back from a hugely extended break. I mean, it's no mis- sort of no secret that uh, Nielsen does really like Jamie Walker. Um, liked him first time around, used him in that sort of number 10 position, as well as occasionally out wide uh, first time around as well. Um, but no, he looks great. His, his touch is just absolutely spot on. The way that he was laying it off to the likes of Ginelli, laying it back into midfield for Naismith or Irving, the way he was finding uh, Craig Whiting as well. Um, really positive in that sort of sense. He was also getting himself in really good goal-scoring positions. Uh, sometimes the ball didn't make it to him. There's obviously that unfortunate chance in the first half that we've uh, discussed. And he scored the penalty. So I think really positive display. And, and kind of just what we've what we hoped to see from Walker when he came back, uh, but just was lacking until now. And he looks like, I mean, he looks like he'll be our main player this season. He will be the go-to guy. 
Uh, Naismith doesn't look fit yet. Um, he looked about a yard off it today. His touch wasn't perfect. He was still, you know, commanding and, and barking and talking to players, which is a good thing to have on the pitch. But um, well, if, more if, than a good thing, essential thing, I would say. Hundred percent, and uh, you know. But if we're looking for the best team to play Dundee uh, in a, a week's time or whenever it is, then I would start Jamie Walker in that number ten position. Um, I wouldn't play both Walker and Naismith. I would play Roberts one side, Janelli the other, and Walker, and then. Liam Boyce I think that that right now to me off the back of this which to be fair is one game it's our first game mm-hmm. but off the back of that I'd say that's our strongest sort of attacking lineup. controversial but that's that's what you've become known for well, that's it but it was Jamie Walker who provided the game's only real incident of note unless you want to count Miles Story assaulting uh, Craig Halkett nah nah well he doesn't folks the, <laughs> the, the, the decision is in Jamie Walker uh, with the penalty. This was discussed long on TV, but I think possibly this was discussed long on TV because there wasn't much else to discuss. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hand, like everyone talks about handball just now. It's boring. I mean, if it had gone against Hearts, I would have spoken about it, <laughs> have spoken about it so much. But um, for me, I mean, we, we had a, a, a heated debate. Punches were thrown uh, when this happened. You didn't believe it was a penalty. I thought it was, but it was soft. Uh, and I'm sticking by it. He he moves his body with his arms in the direction of the ball, which is stupid. He should have left his arms by his side if he's doing that, but he didn't. He leaves them up. He leaves them in a sort of punching position. And for me, uh, it, it is a penalty. It is very soft, but it is a penalty. Dear listener, Robert did some wonderful miming there, and uh, it has convinced me. Um, if only you could see those... <laughs> Beautiful movements from uh, a body that has just been designed to communicate. Check out the Twitter account, I'll put a wee video up. <laughs> I won't, I absolutely won't do that. Okay, so that is where we leave today's game because, frankly, there's not a lot else to say. The coming weeks will show... No, you know what? What? Gorgeous to see Peter Haring playing football again. Oh my word. I'm still not 100% convinced that he is fit. <laughs> I think <there's... laughs> He may never be fit again, no, but no. he's only got to be championship fit. True, he he still looks uh, quite slow over the ground, uh, but generally speaking, like he, he still knows when to be in the right place at the right time. He was winning the ball back pretty much every time he was finding passes. It's beautiful to see him back playing football. Um, I hope he does reach the levels that he hit at the start of the 2018 season uh, when he was our best player um, and I'd say this above Naismith above Lafferty who was there at the time he was our best player uh, most influential player he was the transition between back to front he was the main man mm-hmm. um, so yeah he was the one player that we never replaced yes yeah uh, also good to see Andy Halliday just thumping his way into a tackle for no good reason in the middle of the park just just wild just and how he wasn't booked I will honestly I will never know especially considering it's Andy Halliday like it's his thing. Yeah. It's what he do. Who he be. Yeah. Yeah. Hits people. And it was great to see. <laughs> he, he knew he wasn't getting that ball. He didn't care. He was, he was just delighted to be in the position to hurt someone. Yeah. Geeing up the fans from home. <laughs> One man who was uh, subbed was uh, my pick for man of the match. I don't know if you agree, but I think Ginelli did the most to uh, be positive in that game. He was a constant outlet and uh, a very refreshing and enjoyable player to watch. I agree. Um, I, I mean, I think if you if you were a yeah if you were a neutral person watching that game, you'd probably say Jamie Walker was the best player on the pitch. But as a Hearts fan, it's more exciting to see a new signing and see a new signing do well. So from a Hearts Hearts fan perspective, Janelli, because that was exciting. It's good to see a player play that kind of way. Generally speaking, in terms of you know 
actual <laughs> actual <laughs> football. Jamie Walker was probably the best player on the pitch. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna agree with you. Um, for this podcast, Gino Janelli. So unequivocally, Josh Janelli, welcome to Hearts. You have the songs. Yes. Robert, you're confident and in full voice. I demand you give me your Josh Janelli song. You like know that song with Josh Janelli? Eh? That's what. That's what I would love. Right. Do you want me to explain the thinking behind it first, or do you want me just? Go I want and... you to do what you think will give our listeners the best experience. This is a classic. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm talking an early noughties classic of a song, and the reality is, Janelli rhymes with the artist, but also fits into the song. Hmm. So let me just uh, let's give this a spin. If you want to come and win the league with me, three bodies up front and Andy Halliday, oh football the Nielsen way, hey, must be Janelli. If we're selling white then that's fine with me, Gordon Halkett, Harry Neesmith is the spine for me, it's football the Nielsen way, hey, hey must be, be Janelli. Beautiful. Thanks. Beautiful. Man. Thanks. First, first, first song of the season. Good to get it under your belt. Seven seasons doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd think we'd run out of tunes, but mm, not yet. Non-stop. Okay, uh, mine is. I was. I have to say, I was delighted when you said early noughties because that ruled out you doing the same tune as me. Okay, what's yours? <coughs> well, <laughs> let me tell you. Okay, okay. so <clears throat> Josh, you're racing down the wing. You got these ditties, so they don't know what they're doing. Oh yeah, you're crossing sweetly now. Should they stand up or should they stay tight? Yeah, and now you're cutting in, that fullback's ready for crying. Oh yeah, you're on my telly now, you've got me giving all my neighbours a fright. Janelli's got me, Janelli's got me, Janelli's got me. It's so easy to forget how many lines are in that verse. (laughs) (laughs) And all of them getting a slightly higher pitch. Yeah, you did really well, man. That was great. Thanks. That was great. Where's my fucking applause? So, Rob won. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Nelly's a classic. It's, it certainly is. You can't but see past Nelly. You've got Terrace, terrace Chantability. <sighs> must be Janelli. Well, that's it. Hey. Let's not dwell on it. Instead, let's move forward to a new section for this season. Uh, we're very excited about this. I hope that you will explain it fully, given that it's... Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's largely your creation. Uh, let's look forward to our next game against Cowdenbeath mm-hmm. with... The beef forecast. Yes. So, I mean, what we're looking at here, really... Um, how, how do you want to do this, Nicholas? Should we just rip rip the absolute shit out of cow and beef? Well, should we, first of all, say why we're looking for beef forecasts for all the teams that we play this season? I suppose we could do, yeah. So, I mean, my whole thing since the uh, incredible summer um, of backstabbing and statements uh, and not-so-subtle slaggings between football teams, football fans, football players alike. Um, I believe that Scottish football should not see this as the scenes we don't want to see and fully embrace that beef. And I think that, you know, you kind of see it a little bit, but I feel like it's winding down now. I feel like, you know, the football's back, so it's all about the business of football again. It's bullshit. What we need is some, like, horrendous challenge or something in a rival game. And that's what we really need to kick it off. So, I mean, I, I, I think we should try and sort of kickstart it again uh, and just create beef with Cowden beef that, that doesn't exist. Uh, do you have any beef to begin with? I mean, their stadium's that bad that we're playing them in methyl. 
Oh, is that happening? Yeah. I didn't even know that. So, because <laughs> that was going to be the source of most of my beef. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, you're you're gonna have to rethink. You're gonna have to do a, a methyl-based beef. So, uh, yeah, um, they have they've got water damage, um, at Central Park, which means that the game has been moved. Um, I mean, we we had to play Wraith Rovers in Methyl a couple of years ago in the Betfred Cup as well because someone happened at Starks Park. So, I mean, that that's like the sort of is that like the Fife Megadome now? <laughs> Everyone ends up in methyl with its one stand. And what used to be a, a really, really awful and unattractive power station right next to it, but that seems to be gone now, so you've just got a derelict wasteland. So what you're saying is the only landmark has now gone? The only distinguishing feature? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, wouldn't count the stadium, Bayview, as a, as a landmark. Wouldn't count methyl as a landmark on a map. I mean, it's one of those ones that you just have to zoom right into on Google for it to eventually show you the name of the place. Um, Quite incredible that they've managed to move to the game to somewhere less appealing than Cowden Beath. <laughs> Cowden Beath has got some good pubs. Has it? Yeah. Has it? Yeah. It's All of it is next to the train station. That's true. So you walk down the stairs and it's like, there's some pubs. And then you take a right and then there's Central Park. So I've got no issue with that. And then when you're going back onto the train, you stand and look at those pubs longingly for about 20 minutes while the crowd filters out. Oh my god, it's so hard to get a train back from Cowdenbeath. Just generally. Astonishingly. You would have thought the first thing the town planners would have wanted was easy exit from Cowdenbeath, but apparently not. I once saw, and this was uh, at a Hearts game against Cowdenbeath at Central Park. I was walking down the, the main street after the game. I'd had a couple of pints in the pub and I was walking up the main street. And uh, I saw one of my mates, Hearts fan. I was like, oh, hey man, how's, how's it going? What, what do you to be to- clear, I'm not hey man. No, <laughs> you could be though. Um, and I was like, oh, what do you think of the game? Like, uh, decent enough winning. He was like, I'm here for the stock cars, mate. <laughs> 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 I was like, all right, cool. So it's not a football stadium. People definitely prefer it for the racing. Um, yeah, uh, Beath this week um, decided to register 41-year-old Craig Easton as a player. Hmm. Uh, because their squad is that light. <laughs> so their assistant manager uh, has been registered as a player, uh, which has got real Danny Lennon bringing himself on for Clyde vibes uh, about it. So, yeah, they've, they've they've done that as well. They've got Robbie Buchanan still playing for them. Um, he absolutely adores the Queen uh, and Union Jacks. So I really wish you'd uh, stayed away from the realities of their playing squad because now I re- genuinely feel very sorry for them. Uh, Craig Barr's very handsome if he still plays for them I don't know if he does uh, great knowledge yeah he's always injured never finishes a season uh, but yeah Craig Barr uh, see like when you said you saw something at Cowden Beef this was going to be my stadium beef it's the fact that weirdly despite having all the room in the world around that pitch mm-hmm. there is no good views no no not, none none whatsoever not even if you get in the wee stand because there's still big gates there in case people get crushed by cars later on in the day. Even uh, uh, often not a good view for the camera filming the game, as we saw when like uh, Callum Patterson scored a, a great lost goal. Yeah, yeah, and I couldn't see that from where I was standing at that game because there was a pole in front of me as well. So mm-hmm. I saw none of that goal. Um, so what we have to assume is that uh, Cannabis have sentient, sentient poles yes. that wander around the stadium <laughs> just making sure they get in your fucking way. Pretty much, yeah. Um, yeah, there's... there's but it has a proper... It has a proper way day, Cannabis. Well, that's not really going to fit in the beef forecast. No, I'm, try, that, I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to cook up some more things. I think that's plenty beef. Okay. 
That's a, that's a good slice of beef. Okay. You know, as the season develops, we'll actually develop relationships with these teams and uh, <laughs> no, beef, will, beef will form. Ah, well, well, we'll play them more than once. It's going to be really hard in a couple of weeks when we have to say something bad about our growth. <laughs> well, you've got you've got a long time to, to let that fester. It's going to be so hard. I'll take the lead. Please do. I'll present that section. Um, it smells like the sea. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. That's all I've got, man. <laughs> it's really nostalgic and refreshing. You, you can't even see the red lichty. It's too far away. <laughs> Damn. Fuck. Okay, well, thank you for joining us again. Uh, as we say, back for our seventh season. Thank you for being so loyal and sticking with us for a long, long time. We love doing this podcast and we love having you with us. Uh, if you want more from us, Robert, where are you on Twitter? I'm at RF Borthwick. Where at- are you? I am at Nicole Hay, N-I-C-O-L-H-E-Y. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird name. I know you need to spell it. The podcast is at We Have No Cares. If you feel like emailing us, we have no cares at gmail.com. And we will be back next time. Steve Crawford. Steve Crawford. Steve Crawford? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, indeed. It's fun time. Fun time. Fun time. Gute Klanke von Emil. Achtung, die Schotten im Strafraum, den 2-1 für. Was für ein Weihnachtsgeschenk. Robbie Nielsen. How is it uh, difficult? What's difficult? We've just got to beat them again, don't we? Yeah. I-